0: How can we continue our quest for longevity in the face of the coronavirus pandemic? Roger and I had the chance to explore this question during an interview with Robin Gunn on her radio show in Oklahoma City. This MindRamp podcast consists of excerpts from that interview.
1: Roger is also the president of MindRamp. That's all like it's one word, M-I-N-D-R-A-M-P, MindRamp. He teaches uh, college courses including the aging mind and an important course specifically designed for this challenging time, virtual cognitive activity design. Can you hit on what that means in a sentence or two?
2: I sure can. When we presented at Oxford that one time, a decade ago, we were way ahead of the science and didn't know that the science would support what we've been doing, and that is to have cognitive activities that are precision designed for a certain person or a group of people. In this challenge, Robin, Michael and I are reconfiguring everything in that college class that's been so successful to add one word, virtual. Mm -hmm. How can our students this term... Come in and take a class based on evidence-based science, brain science, and actually make a person's brain healthier by intervening with something that they're going to do for a few moments, minutes, or longer. So Ah. it's virtual, and we're rewriting portions of the textbook every day this week, and we start a week from today with our spring term, and this will be a turning point.
1: Mm, it sure will be. There's going to be lots of turning points we're going to be having, but we always want to try to stay on the positive side of those turning points. We have kind of left off at what qual longevity is. I know Michael and uh, Roger love to think up new words and combine new words. <laughs> And I love that about them. So qual longevity is Q-U-A-L-O-N-G-E-V-I-T-Y. What does that mean, Michael?
0: Well, you hit on it when you mentioned live long, live well. It was a word that uh, Roger and I created to capture that idea, and it combines two really important aspects of living long and living well, longevity. You know, is is one set, but and that that's actually important. You know, in terms of the the current coronavirus, we we need to stay healthy, right? So that we can have a long life. But the second aspect of that is we want to live long in and still enjoy quality of life. So you combine longevity and quality of life, and you get qual longevity. Love so it. the idea is how do we live long, but also how do we keep Our brains healthy and our minds sharp so that we can be happy and fulfilled and find meaning and purpose in our life.
1: There you go. That is great. I love that Um, you are able to explain this very well. Qua longevity, I need it to be a new word, so let's shoot for 2021. It'll be in the dictionary. (laughs) Okay. I have both of your pictures beside it. All right. There we go. (laughs) All right, so Roger and Michael, you have both suggested that the kind y'all help me say it. Corona. Thanks. Coronavirus presents us with not only possible medical challenges, but let's address the psychological as well. What do you mean by that?
2: Well, let me start, and then I'll hand it off to Michael. This wasn't just something that we chose to be at a cabin somewhere. This wasn't something that is our fault, and that's something we have to get over. This. Yes. We didn't want to do this, but this is a sudden transaction. I mean, it's immediate, and Michael has done so much work in the coaching, and especially in the transitions, that I want him to explain that.
0: Okay. Yep. Well, just to to follow up on your question, it's really what we talked about with qual longevity. It's that second side of qual longevity. How do we uh, maintain quality of life when we are existing in this new normal where everything Mm -hmm. has changed? Mm -hmm. You know, we really are sort of, we're having to stay in our homes, and and that's where we came up with this term, excuse me, cabin fever, Mm -hmm. to kind of capture this idea, oh, suddenly we're all stuck in our homes. it's it's causing us to have to readjust all of the habits of our life so how can we make sure that we're keeping our brains healthy and our minds sharp as we go forward in this new reality Uh, everybody a lot of people are dealing with the medical side as they should be Mm -hmm. but we we don't want to forget about the psychological side as well the you know maintaining happiness and quality of life and so on
1: absolutely guys that is, uh, that something I've been doing is really pulling together with my family. I've actually been staying out at my brother's house. He has seven kids. Uh, a lot of Oh, them, boy. Yeah. A lot of them are married, but, you know, we've been having the entire family together, and it's been spectacular, cooking meals together, dancing around in the kitchen, and actually opening up to each other, telling things about our lives that sometimes we just become too busy and involved in everything else that we're not opening up to each other. I, I have found it literally spectacular, uh, the positive aspects of a lot of this that we're going through. And I, there's challenges to it, of course, but there's always the positive and there's always the negative. So let me ask you both this next question. You help people work through kind of the second half of life um, transition. So let me ask you both, while people are being sequestered to their homes, um, the, the transition, how can we... Look, how, how can both of you work with transitions, help us to adjust to this temporary new normal, and maybe there will be lots of things that will stay this new normal that won't go back to the way they were because of the sequestered. So what would you both say to this transition time?
0: Yeah, let me, let me start out and give some background on this transition idea um, because it's very important. Like you say, we are all going through this major transition. We deal with uh, a lot of late-life transitions, and in the studying of it, there's, there's a basic pattern that we kind of go through when we are dealing with major transitions. I like to put it in the context of... Um, The Hero's Journey. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but uh, Joseph Campbell, who uh, studied all the mythologies in the world, realized that there was one sort of core mythology that showed up in every single culture around the world. And it took all kinds of different forms, but basically it was about a hero who leaves wherever they are, you know, leaves home, goes through a departure, and then suddenly is off in a new world, some kind of wilderness um, Luke Skywalker goes off into outer space, or um, Dorothy is suddenly transported by the uh, the tornado. She's not in Kansas anymore. She's suddenly <laughs> in the world of Oz. You know? there, yes. and, and then when they're in that that wilderness, they face all kinds of challenges uh, that strengthen them and test them. They often find a guide who helps them find their strength, and then they go through a transformation, uh, and then they come out of it. It and decide, you know, sort of how to use that transformation and put it to use. So every transition seems to go through these st- same sort of stages. Uh, there's a departure. There is time in the wilderness. Hmm. There's a transformation. Hmm. And then I call the final stage the, the full embrace It's like when you've finally gotten yourself together and you've you've figured out what path you're going to take, you fully commit to it. It might not work out. You know, you might have to change it, but there's a commitment that happens at the end. So each of these stages has a different set of um, requirements and different challenges. So we help people work through those stages and come out at the end. You know, that silver lining is the light at the end of the tunnel. Sure. We want these transitions to have happy endings. So that's what the coaching is about, and that's what uh, all of our planning is about, is help people make sure that we uh, come up with happy endings on these transitions. Ah,
1: that is fantastic.
2: Well, we have and a problem. Robin, co- let yeah. me
0: add— Yes, please do. When
2: Mike used uh, Dorothy or any of those journeys that start suddenly, didn't intend to be there, those maybe are the most powerful. I, I didn't know that you were— um, Having uh, time with your brother's family. And that might be something similar. You don't know how long it's going to last, but Mm -hmm. when you come out
1: of it, you're different. Yes, you so are. It's literally changed me, guys. You know, I've gone through my life 20 years on a certain path. And, you know, you have every day pretty much planned out, and it's all so busy. I meet myself coming and going. I've literally had to stop, slow down. The first day, I felt anxiety. I felt like I had a lot of anxiety inside me. And then I had a glass of wine and I calmed down. <laughs> <laughs> but it just helped to be around family and share how much we do go in different directions and how much I'm learning about my nieces and nephews that I've, and even their spouses. I don't really know their spouses. It's wow. literally fantastic. I've just Robin, adored it.
2: I, we weren't going to really try to. Capsulize it again. What's the one silver lining? But Michael's going to be surprised. I'm going to put a four letter word spelled T I M E. Ah, uh, I love maybe it. That silver lining. We can uh, put things in there that, in the cloud that will rain down some good things that we can talk about. But maybe it's time that we're going to get with each other.
1: Yes, I agree, guys. We are going to take another break. I have a great lead in question when we come back. So please stay tuned. We're going to talk a lot more about how this glass can be half full. What is the silver lining to cabin fever right now? Um, all of us are experiencing it throughout the entire world. Here we go, people. We will be back in just a minute here on the Rise and Thrive OSJ Radio Hour, where I'm thoroughly enjoying getting to talk to Michael Patterson and Roger Anison. And I hope I said that right here on fantastic show we are trying to talk to you a little bit about and we're not only trying i think we're succeeding the silver lining of cabin fever what is happening with the covid 19 throughout the world um i've got roger uh aninson and Annanson and michael woo-hoo, aninson and michael patterson they are known as the mind ramp uh, consultants that's mind ramp all like it's one word, org. they also have a podcast they are out on the coast and i am blessed to have them uh, being piped in today on our studio they believe in live long and live well they do a lot of brain research we do not have to be um think of as our minds going down as part of aging they are debunking that they've had a ted talk they've been um spoke at the smithsonian institution they just these guys are on the move uh so let me ask you let's look at this glass as full as we you know half full instead of half empty as best we can what is cabin fever and what are their symptoms and um i'm going to try to combine two questions in here uh being at home with this covid 19 And this common term of cabin fever. So let's just, let's embrace that and talk to me about some of the symptoms.
2: Okay, let's start, Robin, with a definition. And the the best one that we could find that really wraps it up to start with is extreme irritability Hmm. and restlessness.
3: Okay. From living in isolation or a confined
2: indoor area for a prolonged time. Now, that's from Webster. Gotcha. The important thing there is prolonged until when. And that's what separates this from some types of cabin fever when you know your uh, vacation in the mountains is going to be over and that there will be an end to it. So this is different. But the takeaway, before we get to symptoms, the takeaway is what the experts have told us. When we did the deep dive last week to get prepared for a lot of inquiries about how we can use our techniques from MindRamp, we've been building for 15 years, on this one-time cabin fever that may be worldwide, here's the takeaway. Cabin fever is not a disease, period, <laughs> but it's real. Mm-hmm. And when you have symptoms that are real, mm. it, it isn't the disease. You have to worry about the symptoms. Now, these are not symptoms that are unpredictable. They are predictable. They are treatable. That's important. And they're even preventable if people can plan ahead and we'll get into something called the MAPS system that we've been developing for over a decade if we can get some plan once we know what the symptoms are we know that this is not a disease there is there are dangers ahead and we'll talk about those later
1: so before we get to the disease uh, tell me roger what this MAPS is that you mentioned
2: MAPS is a way that we've been teaching for years, uh, whether it's a corporate staff or whether it's uh, community living, senior living, or our classes at the college. And I'm going to have Michael go through the MAPS because all we've got is something that is visible and you can see a structure for a plan for your lifelong brain health, for quality of, of life in that long, the longevity. So it's quality longevity, but we're going to adopt it quickly so, Michael?
0: Yeah. The MAPS is, is a method that we developed in order to take our knowledge of what we ought to be doing and put it into action so that we actually do what we know that we should be doing to, to, to make ourselves better. And it includes four stages that lead you to a the, the construction of a personalized action plan. M stands for motivation. You need to be motivated. Uh, not only to get started, but to actually stick with, you know, the activities as you're going through. A stands for assessments. Mm -hmm. You need to assess what is actually putting you at risk, what is actually protecting you. And those will be different for each person. So you have to know for yourself, Mm -hmm. what's putting you at risk? What's, you know, what are you doing right? What are you doing wrong? Mm -hmm. And be honest about it. The P is actually then turning it into a concrete plan, where you say, this is my goal, this is my strategy, these are my tactics, here's my timeline, you know, you're actually going to do it. And then the S is skills for sustainability. These are a bunch of mental skills, essentially, that we help people go through so that they learn how to actually stick with their activities. It's like how to make sure that you have positive mindsets, how to capture your... Your creativity and really amp up your uh, your innovative ability so that you're coming up with good ideas. How do you increase your grit and your perseverance hmm. so that you can stick with it and so on? Um, so that's essentially the MAPS method. We use it specifically to help people with brain health and and mental flexibility. But it's a it's a method that obviously would apply to. How can you deal with this cabin fever? We're suddenly locked in our home in our own homes, how can we make the best of it? And how can we get to that silver lining and, and really sort of <laughs> into that bright, wonderful sunshine that we want to have where we're basking in happiness, yes. f- fulfillment, and meaning?
1: Yes. And I'm so glad you explained maps. Wow. My whole mind just opened up when you did that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All You're right. I, <laughs> I guess we could all draw some ankle bracelets on us and see what it's like to have Actually, been you know, anyway. We won't do that. We'll, we'll say it, but not do it. Um, all right. S- silver lining a cabin fever is it okay? Can, can it be considered a long brain break? Cabin fever, would it be considered that? Please explain about that. No, it's not a long brain break, it's a series of tiny
2: brain breaks. It's a series now. Cabin fever is describe the symptoms and actually it comes from the root word stir which means prison in old england so that's where we, mm. we get stir crazy so again robin it's not something that is itself a disease but the danger is there it won't technically kill you and if we can get brain breaks which we've been developing uh, for the last 15 years where people interrupt something that they want to get rid of by doing something else this is a perfect model because the science We'll talk about in a minute, they're able to go to the map system and say, We've got a plan. It's kind of like a mm. fire drill, and say, When that happens, it's not a disease. We can get rid of it. It's preventable. And if we can't prevent it, we're going to treat it and treat it quickly.
1: There you go. What about Running. the effect? Go ahead. Go right I'm ahead. sorry, I, yeah, I want to Michael. circle back to the
0: symptoms, and, and the literature shows that the symptoms can kind the, the bad side of cabin fever can go in, in one of two directions. Okay. You can get depressed and withdrawn, mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, recede into yourself, or you can get agitated and stimulated, you know, and stir crazy. Mm. So those are two very broad uh, sort of ways that uh, you can have a negative reaction. If you're feeling, like you were describing, you were kind of freaking out right, at when, first. when this first happened, you took yourself into a little brain break mm-hmm. just by stopping you know, having a glass of wine in mm. your case. But but even if you just take a break and sort of, oh, let me take a deep breath and slow down, stop freaking out. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. That's a little brain break. What you're describing of you spending time with your family and all mm. of that activity, that's like a more extended break. It's like you've, you've taken a break from your normal life and you're taking time to explore this whole new environment that you put yourself in. And it's like, oh, Oh wow! I, you know, I, I possibly would not have done that unless you know that we were in these extraordinary circumstances. Exactly. But now that now that you've done it, it's like, oh wow! This this is really great. I yes. should, you know, It's great that I've taken this break because I'm going to be able to move forward in a much better state of mind with much better relationships, you know, real knowledge of, of my family.
1: Couldn't agree more. And it's really opened up new avenues in my life. I hadn't even thought about in years. It's actually made me feel younger guys. Cause I'm well, and Robin.
0: Yeah. It's
2: only the
1: beginning. Yeah. It's, I love it. And some, make sure that you plan. That's the P and planning
2: ahead. Okay. If we have to be here another week or two, Mm -hmm. What are we going to do then? And start planning and looking forward to. Okay, I can't wait until we do this. And that's the assessment part of plan is there are things you can't do, so take them off the table. Don't dwell on what you can't do. Look at the asset based mindset that looks forward and say, okay, given what we've got, what are the other things we can do as a
0: group or individually?
1: There you go. All right, yeah, John, can, Go ahead. We just I'm, have about 30 seconds. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Just to use you as an example again, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to do oh, this. but um, Looking ahead, with all of those people in the same room, if you're there for two or three months, it's conceivable that you're going to start getting on each other's nerves. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the seven kids running around you, you know anticipate that, make for a sure. plan for how you're going to deal with it in a constructive way and That's in a collective right. way, That's you right. know, so that uh, you're ready for that. That's he'll, right. You'll be in a much better position if you've made a plan. Yes. and
1: uh, Robin, you've just
2: been coached by a master. <laughs> and if you write down as you're planning and see them, then when something happens, you can go back. Well, wait a second. Last week we thought of things.
1: Well Yes. Done, Mike. I love it, guys. All right. We're going to take this break. We will be back. More show here with my two buddies, uh, Roger and Michael, talking about positive sides of what we're going through throughout the in our nation right now. But we are looking at the positive side here on... The Rise and Thrive OSJ Radio Hour, which stands for the Oklahoma scene. Take it away, Roger or Michael. Who wants to lead in? Oh, uh,
2: I want to go with just the symptoms, and this is an extensive list, but keep in mind as I go through these, these are transitory and they're preventable, but if you don't prevent them, if you don't take care of them quickly, with some brain break you're doing something else, they can have effects. And we'll talk about the danger. Uh, We've got restlessness. We've got sadness. As Michael said, depression could set in. Uh, Lack of patience, of course. Food cravings was an interesting Mm -hmm. one because people won't be able to have all the food, but if you start craving the wrong food, that's not good. Increase right. motivation. Our MAPS works when people are motivated. Social isolation is in there. Frequent napping. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily going to be something that's good. And then one that is popping up is something that was called today on the news, the virus 15, meaning the 15 pounds you gained during the time that you were in that cabin. And that's something that you just simply need to recognize. But there are dangers from these transitory symptoms. Michael?
0: Yeah, the... Um in, in order to prevent this thing, one of the things we have to be careful about, like we said, make a plan, but then you have to know what your planning plan is in, is designed to do. And when we are putting together uh, plans to promote brain health and, and mental flexibility, one of the things we do is focus them around what we call the eight cogwheels of brain mm-hmm. health. And these are eight behavioral areas that have really robust science showing that uh, they have both risk factors and protective factors. In other words, the way you deal with like physical exercise or eating, uh, sleep, and so on, there's a right way to do it, there's a wrong way to do it in terms of your brain health. So the danger in in the coronavirus uh, cabin fever is that we're going to revert to bad habits. You know, if Mm. if we're already doing what we should be doing, there's uh, like, you know, eating well, if we suddenly revert to bad habits and start eating, uh, you know, ice cream every day, that's going to have a negative effect, which ultimately makes the body um, more susceptible to the disease on the one hand and affects your brain on the other hand. So, When we work with people, we go through almost this checklist of all of the different cogwheels uh, to look at, you know, what are you doing now? Don't let yourself backslide on any of your good behaviors. And because this is a kind of a brain break, take time to assess what you're doing and maybe even learn how to adopt new positive behaviors and and routines and habits that you hadn't adopted before, but now you have the time to think about it and the time to plan. So you may come out of this actually being a lot healthier and with a lot more healthy routines than when you came into it.
1: That is so true. I've actually started walking with my family, walking with my dogs, always wanting to do that, but Time. You, you, you brought up the word "time." It's time, but if we plan properly, I can work in walks with my dog. You know, right. and how and how wonderful it makes me feel afterwards. And there's there's all kinds of things we can pick up and start doing that we haven't been doing. But you, if you plan it correctly, like you're saying, you can still incorporate these things that you know you're picking back up during these right. times at home.
0: And it's a creative challenge, yes, you know, yes. uh, um, exercise. If you're staying in your home and you used to exercise by going out to the gym, it's like, well, okay, mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. So it's this whole creative exercise. How can I continue to exercise but within these specific constraints When you figure that out, you'll get the benefit of the exercise. But just the mental activity, the mental stimulation of going through that creative exercise is good for your brain. It stimulates your mind. And Robin,
2: our college classes that we teach go into the C8 Cogwheels in Depth. And the the framework is risk factors have to be avoided. Protective factors have to be sought after. So when we're looking at each of these cogwheels that are available on our website to take a look at the eight they all can apply to this challenge. Don't do the things that are going to hurt you, but understand what they are. That's that assessment of what are we after. And then the other side of it is to be able to then apply, as Michael said, learn what will help your brain. We can come out of this.
1: That's right. Amen. So your website is mindramp.org. That's O-R-G-M-I-N-D-R-A-M-P.org. And I did want to mention there's a group here that you are very much behind, both of you called Villages OKC, Marilyn Olson being the uh, executive director. They're on page 85 in the Oklahoma Senior Journal. You can see the Oklahoma Senior Journal virtually by going to our website, every single page of it. But maybe some people's family don't, aren't living in the same town that they are um, being sequestered in. Uh, But Villages OKC can be an extension of that, and, you know, one or two people being able to help you. Villages OKC is a plan and not a place. That website is villages with an S, OKC.org. Wouldn't you think that would be a great group to reach out to, guys?
0: Oh, it's virtual, and it's meaningful, powerful.
1: Yes. I
0: mean. Yeah, Rob, it does bring you back to that idea of what is virtual cognitive activity activities. Mm. Um, and and we were working with Maryland, with Villages OKC, to figure out stuff that they used to deliver in person. Mm-hmm. How can they deliver it virtually now? And MindRamp is actually developing. We're trying to really fast track this whole program. We can get out to places like the Villages or senior living communities to help the people there figure out how do we deliver these services that we had been doing face-to-face how do we do it virtually Virtually. how do we take advantage of the technologies you know like radio frankly yes this is a
1: terrific way to amen that's right on guys further ado, I'm going to let Roger and Michael just wrap up what we've been talking about and give us a couple of keynote points.
2: All right. Cabin fever will not technically kill anybody, but it could compromise some loved one's immune system that's already fragile and make someone more vulnerable to a cold or a virus. And if that virus can't be defended because of that extra weight of cabin fever, it's our duty to make sure that we don't trigger that slide that uh, might be deadly. Michael?
0: Yeah, So I think, you know, to reiterate what we've been talking about, uh, you want to make the best of this time. So have a plan. Use the MAPS method, motivate yourself, assess what what needs to be done, make a plan, and then develop skills. Take the time to develop skills that will make you stronger going forward. We look at the eight cogwheels as sort of checklists that you can go through. Make sure you're getting physical exercise, that you're mentally stimulated, that Mm. you're reducing and managing stress, that you are engaging socially, whether it's virtually or in person, that you're eating properly, that Mm. you're getting enough sleep and keeping regular, uh, regular sleep uh, habits. Don't decide you can now sleep you know, all day long. Keep regular sleep uh, schedules. Um, obviously, take care of your medical conditions. And since you're going to be confined in your home for a long time, make it a, the most enriching environment that you can so that it supports you rather than adds to whatever agitation or depression you might have.
1: I love it.
2: Thank and you. And Michael, the, the research that we've shown is thin. Has one golden nugget, and that's nature. Mm. One trial ten years ago showed that when you stop, look, and listen to nature without listening to the news, that like your walks, Robin, with you, you don't yes. listen to the news and then share. Oh no, another disastrous figure. <laughs> Go outside and run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't go outside and move, sit on the porch. There, Get your nose in fresh air. If oh. you can't get outside, open the window. Get natural mm. daylight coming in. And the other is engagement that is short. Phone calls can be the... Uh, be the rock in a stagnant pond, and we were resurrecting a sign that we had that's called No Stress Passing Beyond This Point.
1: I love that. <laughs> hey guys, I've got 30 seconds here. Just give out your website. There's a basket of information on their website. Give that out. All right.
0: Well, you can go to mindramp.org, M I N D, r-a-m-p dot o-r-g and on the home page there you can access our podcasts, so that's available to you, you can sign up for our newsletter Uh, you can even sign up for a uh, a 30... 30-minute free consultation with ah, Roger and me just wow, to talk guys. about what you're going through well, and we can figure awesome. out you know, maybe a, uh, how to work on a plan uh, for you to, to get through this time of transition.
1: Okay, guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. I so appreciate right. it. They're going to be on Thanks. next week too. They're also, if you missed the show or know someone that needed to see, hear this show, we'll be on at 10.05. You can also listen to it on the OSJ website and our app. Uh, guys, I appreciate you immensely. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us, Robin. Okay, I feel rejuvenated with my uh, silver lining of the cabin fever. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Stay healthy. Yes, amen. Here on the Rise and Thrive OSJ Radio Hour, you've been listening to Robin Gunn. The Oklahoma Senior Journal is the magazine and we are the radio show. On the Eagle, 1648